Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Democrat Gazette, and Back for a second time. Doesn't seem like it's been a year, but it has been a year. Lance Reston, he is the executive director of the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation. We're going to talk foundation first, but then we'll talk travelers afterwards because it's baseball season. Like I said, time flies when when you're having fun. Seems like just yesterday you were here, but it's been a year, Lance. Well, and you got new digs. You got a new setup. You've upgraded a little more professional. I like We're, we're like the baseball club. You got to yeah. upgrade every year. A little bit, little bit. That's you how know, it goes. Yeah. The old Lou Holtz line, you're either going forward or you're going backward. Nobody stays the same, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, and a lot of times, especially in the nonprofit world, going forward is baby steps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, meaty, meaty baby steps. But yeah, we're doing it. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Now, I would guess that every listener to this podcast virtually knows who the Arkansas Travelers are, the minor league affiliate here in Little Rock, one of the most storied professional baseball programs in the country. What a history, going back to the late 1800s. So they know about that, but... A lot of them probably missed last year's show, so they don't know the Travelers now have a youth foundation. So let's start with Foundation 101 and explain to everybody <laughs> just what the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation yes. is and how it came to be. Yes. Well, you started in the right time period because the Youth Foundation, even though we were officially launched in 2002, um, the, the travelers have been participating in youth sports and doing charity and philanthropic work for youth for, for decades. I mean, that's really a core of what the Arkansas Travelers do. So the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is the official 501c3 nonprofit of the Arkansas Travelers. Mm-hmm. And we created that f- to formalize it and to create, give a little more teeth to the work that we were already doing in the community. And, and I want to clarify, first of all, full disclosure, I did this last year and I need to do it again. I am vice president of the Travelers Board, so I I have a vested interest there, but full disclosure there. The other thing I want to uh, point out, the Travelers, even though they're fan-owned, so to speak, they are a for-profit business. So clarify that. And yes. this is the nonprofit arm. The, exactly. And the reason we created the nonprofit was for that very reason. We are a for-profit business. We sell hot dogs and tickets to make money. But we've always done that charity element. I've started with the team back in 2006, back at Ray Winder. Mm-hmm. And even then, we had youth programs, the Field of Dreams programs. We've always donated tons of tickets to youth groups and charities and churches. And as a for-profit business, you know, you pay for that. You have to pay taxes going in, you pay taxes going out. Plus, you can't really get any help. I can't call Coca-Cola and ask them to donate stuff to a for-profit business. It doesn't work that way. So the formalization of decades of work from the Arkansas Travelers was really brought to fruition in the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation. Our president, Russ Meeks, you know well, um, is passionate about kids. He's passionate about sports. He loves baseball. And I've never met a man that is more committed to, you know, the future of baseball in Arkansas specifically, but the future of baseball. And 
with his leadership and kind of the prodding of all the rest of us around there, the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation was launched with the simple goal of utilizing our, our fans, our resources, our talents at the Travelers to help benefit youth sports in Central Arkansas. That is explicitly the goal and purpose of the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation. We do that through grants, scholarships, uh, renovation projects. There's a lot of different ways that we do that. I've given away equipment grants. We scholarship kids. We rebuild fields. Uh, we do donations. So there's lots of different ways we do that. But it's all for the core purpose of benefiting youth sports here in Central Arkansas. You know, for years, we have had a decline in the number of American youth that participate in summer baseball, spring and summer baseball programs. I mean, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, probably it was just the thing to do. If you were a male, especially, you played baseball. You played Little League baseball. You might move on to Babe Ruth baseball after that. It was certainly in my town, it was just the thing to do. That has changed, and it got the attention even at the highest levels of Major League Baseball, whereas we all know so many players are coming from the Dominican Republic, from Central America, from South America now. What what is what is behind that the decline well, in youth baseball numbers there's the the main driving force is the way that youth sports has changed in youth baseball. Like you said, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, you'd pay your $45, you get your trucker hat, your Absolutely. screen, you'd practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the same place you've, place you've played at on Saturdays. Yeah. And if you were and on a good team. probably practice in blue jeans. Oh, yeah, have yeah, to have fancy equipment and all. Yeah. And, and, and if you were on a good team, right, then like at the end of the season, you travel to like Searcy or, you know, Northwest Arkansas mm -hmm. to play, but, but it was all local. And you went to school with the kids you played with. They were in your youth group. They were in your club. They were in your neighborhood. You built relationships with that. In fact, my oldest friend, who I've been buddies with literally since the eighth grade, we met on a little league baseball team. We're still friends yeah. today. And it's yeah. because of that. Well, now what has caused the, the, the real dissection of youth sports is travel ball is tournament ball because it's been so competitive and so money driven that now we have kids who are drafted just like college from schools and teams all around to put on these teams that then travel to Tulsa and Springfield and, you know, all these different areas to play games on the weekend. Well, not only does it destroy the community, right? Because, you, you've taken away that model of I play baseball with the guys who are in my class and I go to school with the guys I play baseball with mm -hmm. to now you have to pay thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of dollars. And that is created this economic barrier where a lot of families, specifically families around the ballpark, families in our neighborhood, families in North Little Rock and Little Rock right around our community, they can't afford the thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's not just the high entry fees and the uniforms, which are hundreds of dollars, and the uh, the the equipment, which is hundreds of dollars. You know, a good youth bat is like $300. Right, exactly. I remember my dad, we saved and scrimped, and for Christmas, I got an Easton that was like $80, and it was literally, I slept with that thing, oh, right? Exactly. And, 
Now a good new, a new bat is five six hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. So there's a huge entry barrier. But on top of that, when you travel, there's travel expenses called hotels, gas. You know, mom and little sister want to come, and they're going to go do their thing during the day. Now you've used your vacation fund and your vacation time, frankly, to go to these tournaments where your kid is put through the meat grinder, and he has he's turned into a product. And what it has done, it has created some alarming statistics. Statistic number one is that the average age of Tommy John surgery has cut in half. In 1992, it was 47. And depending on what stat you take, it's in the late 20s now for Tommy John surgery. Mm -hmm. I have heard such destructive stuff come out of these youth sports, even to the point where I've, and and I won't call anyone out on this, but I heard a coach say, oh, let him throw his arm out and have the surgery. And I said, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. This is destroying our kids. Mm-hmm. And so the the most damaging statistic, which I think everyone can relate to, that really hits home about why the Youth Foundation exists, happened last year at the, the World Series. The Astros, you guys, yep. baseball fans out there, Astros won, just so you know, go Astros. Um, but it was the first year since 1951 where neither team had an American-born African-American player on it. Wow. Since 1951. Yeah, now, there were African-American players from the Dominican, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. pointed out. In other right. Words, but, but not American-born. None yeah. of those guys had gone through the American baseball system yep. of Little League and now yep. are in the majors. Because they're not doing They're not anymore. doing that. And and I've spoken with our players. I talked with the the travelers, you know, yeah. they're, and they're all Seattle Mariners. Many of the guys, especially the pitchers, they came through that system. They went to the travel ball. Yep. And their parents paid thousands of dollars. And they understand what's broken. Mm-hmm. So talk about the donations you make, the kind of donations you make, and how hopefully that will turn that around, at least here in Arkansas. Right. Well, primarily, we'd love to break that model, right? Mm-hmm. The whole travel ball, pay to play. I would love to break that. And the the reason that that exists is because it's popular and it creates yeah. great baseball players. At least rein it in a little right. bit. But but what it's doing is it's destroying league play. Yeah. It's destroying your local baseball fields out in Haskell and Sardis and, yep. and Greenbrier and all these areas around here. And COVID was the most devastating thing for you sports ever, right? Because we didn't even play for a whole right. year. The numbers in 2021 and even 2022 are slow, super slow to recover mm. as far as leagues. Yeah. Leagues that did have 220, 250 kids had 80. Very 90 slow kids coming yes. back. And yeah. this year they're back to like 150 or 180, but they're still short of that like 250 where they were. Mm-hmm. So what the Youth Foundation does is three main things. We we do grants, which is equipment grants and just regular grants. We'll we'll give people academy gift cards. We partner with Academy. They give us thousands and thousands of dollars in free equipment. And then we'll also scholarship kids. So we can provide grants to pay tournament fees or travel fees. If I've got a parent that just can't afford to travel, we can help with that. Mm -hmm. But we also provide scholarships. In fact, this fall, uh, over December and January, we had two scholarship classes here in North Little Rock. They were youth baseball players who during the winter, you know, normally there's all these indoor facilities that if you can afford your $150, $200 a week or a month to get your kid in these programs, great. And they're, they're staying active over the winter. If not, kids sitting at home watching TV. 
yeah. right? Or playing yeah. video games. So right. there was hundreds and hundreds of kids that are in that boat. And so what we did from the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is we tried to identify the most needs, the kids that were involved with sports, that had a future, that were passionate about it, but for whatever economic reasons, their parents just couldn't afford it, we step in. So they fill out an application, we provide the resources, and then we provide them with the scholarship or a grant. And then the last thing we do is field renovations. Mm -hmm. And so we donated last year um, tens of thousands of dollars in clay and field material. In fact, Rose City, I don't know if you've yeah. been down to that park, it is gorgeous. That's it exciting. Is, yeah, they, they've got great new clay. And then this year, we've already donated about $20,000 worth of clay and about $3,000 worth of quick dry. You think, okay, what does clay mean to a Little League field? Well, you can't build a mound with dirt, mm -hmm. right? Every mm -hmm. time it rains, the mound disintegrates, right? And so exactly. you need clay to be able to build a structure like that. You can tamp it down and pack it. And for Little League, the it's, it's one inch to one foot up to six inches. So you have six inch rise on a proper Little League field. It's impossible for these Little League fields to maintain that rise without the right clay. And so I donate a dump truck at a time to uh, we, we donated to six different fields this spring and gave each one of them, you know, three or four thousand dollars worth of red, good quality clay, followed up by a quick dry donation. So that Saturday morning, the dads who are in panic, they got to play 10, <laughs> 10 games yeah. that day in the field. Exactly. Flooded. And they got a wet that field bag of quick dry helped out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It does. All right. That's a little bit about the donations. How about the clinics you put on? Let's hear about those. Well, last year we were fortunate to do five different clinics. Uh, we're hoping to do equally as many, if not more this year, to really build the passion for baseball, right? You don't have to be good at baseball. You don't have to be good at it, mm -hmm. but you do have to play it. That's like, right. You do have to get out there and try it. Absolutely. And, and at least think, try it out. Yes. And that is, that's one of the great things about baseball. It's a male and female sport. We mm -hmm. have tons, and I mean tons of women that come to baseball games. You know, if you look at the major league MLB stats, they skew about 60, 40 male, female. Ours is a little closer here. Mm. We're about 55, 45, yeah. you know, 55% male, 45 female. And that's because baseball is for everyone. And these youth clinics, which we host several times throughout the year. In fact, uh, the most recent one happened uh, last Sunday at Dickie Stevens Ballpark. We invite the kids out any age. It's a free clinic, of course. We provide the gloves and the balls and the bats. And the Youth Foundation provides all the resources. But the Arkansas Travelers provide the skill. And that's really what's cool. Because if you're a baseball fan, you get to take BP from a actual professional baseball player and potentially may turn into an all-star one day. And even if you're not a baseball fan, you're building that connection with being out on a field under the sun in a, mm -hmm. you know, professional baseball stadium, taking fly balls. There's just, there's something about that that's very American and it's, and it's enduring. And so that's what we do through our youth clinics is we try and build that, that skill level, but also that love of baseball. Uh, our, our, Clinics went great last year. Our biggest one was in Junior Deputy. Uh, we hosted the Play Ball Clinic. Our our coolest one, which I think, was we partnered with the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh wow! And we had we uh, we borrowed the Southwest uh, Community Complex off mm -hmm. of uh, Colonel Glenn and um, and John Barrow. And basically, you got an hour of baseball on the field, and then you went indoors and got an hour of basketball. Basketball from both. The Memphis what a Grizzlies great place. idea! So yeah, it, it's all designed to foster youth sports in Arkansas and really create a passion for sports, which will ultimately turn into maybe players. 
but at least fans. At least baseball fans, absolutely. Thank you for all you're doing with the foundation. Let's talk about the Travelers for a few minutes. First off, you mentioned you go back to Ray Winderfield. Did Growing up, did you ever dream you would have a career in baseball, that I, that would be your career? I did not. In fact, you want to talk about divine intervention and, and how the Lord works. It was completely uh, random of how I ended up working for the Travelers. I was working for Clear Channel, and mm -hmm. I had transferred from Houston. Uh, I was on KIKK, Houston's Country Choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was a little bitty fish in a really big pond. Yeah. And I had family from the Benton Bryant area. My dad's a Razorback. My mom's a, and brother. So you had visited Arkansas Oh, yeah, my whole life. My whole life. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my family okay. lives in Bryant. My right. parents live in Hot Springs now. So it wasn't a shocker that I wanted to come back to Arkansas. Plus, my dad always told me the prettiest girls are in Arkansas, <laughs> so which I found out is absolutely true. Uh, uh, just ask my wife. But point being, the uh, I moved back here with the radio, and I got a call working at the radio station, young guy from the then general manager, uh, Bill Valentine. He mm -hmm. was looking for a bingo guy. Yep. And he wanted to find a radio DJ so that I would promote the bingo game for free, right? So yeah. that it would get lots of promotion. And that was how I started at Ray Winder was, hey, Travelers fans, it's time for straight line bingo, yeah. five in a row, and you've got a bingo, I nine. Of course, I'm a lot older than you, Lance, and I'm having, uh, I know you've heard the stories when you when you mention that, I'm, I'm having uh, flashbacks to the late Bill Powell. I know you've heard lies, you know, Bill, old school radio man, chain smoking, you know, kind of grumpy, and you know, somebody had, uh, Somebody had uh, come down there and they didn't actually have bingo and they'd hand him the card and Powell would blow cigarette smoke in their face and then say on the PA for everybody to hear, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. part, of, part of the joy of the old Ray Winder back in those days. It was it was a little grimy, but it was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, there's, there, so, was a, there was a, a nostalgia there that went with that park that yeah. I think is cool. Now with the new park, and I know I simplify things, but that's what we have to do as columnists. I've only mm -hmm. got so much room in the paper every day, so I have to simplify things. But at a board meeting a year or so ago, as we were coming out of the pandemic, uh, I remember saying uh, – uh, to several members of our staff who were in the board meeting, I said, you know, I know this is simplifying, but I can really boil down what we do to three words in minor league baseball, and that's fun, clean, and safe. And I think, you know, fun, and I consider you Mr. Fun at Dickie Stevens Park <laughs> with all the infield promotions you do, clean in a post-pandemic world is uh, so important and safe. You want a family atmosphere, and and I think Dickie Stevens offers all of those better than any venue in Arkansas I can think of, fun, clean, and safe all three. Absolutely. In fact, I, I mean, I'm a little biased, right, because it is – but what has happened, and I've seen it and you've seen it firsthand, the evolution – of Dickie Stevens ballpark and really the Trav's experience, what mm -hmm. you you know you get when you come, um, has changed dramatically. In fact, the improvements have just been amazing. We we've obviously had the net right, and when mm -hmm. when Dickie Stevens opened, the net was just barely behind. It didn't even right. go down the dugout, so it could be dangerous right. down both baselines. And then we yeah. moved it down the the dugout, and then eventually the whole thing. And you know there was a little bit of pushback from that, but at the end of the day, safety is safe. Again. You, you yeah. can't keep people off their phones, right? right? I can't. Right. And they're you. not watching the they're game. They're not yeah. going to watch, you know. Uh -huh. And and after you've seen about the third little kid get hit by a foul ball, the, it's awful. the, the nets yeah. 
are a mute point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've always, we implemented social distancing, hand sanitizing stations. All of our restrooms have antibacterial soap and, you know, all those things that we've always done. Plus, because of COVID, we've actually implemented some really cool touchless systems like mm-hmm. the, the ticket system now, which uh, John uh, Schobeck, he's our, our director of tickets and assistant general manager. And I mean, it is awesome. You can scan at this little podium now. I remember lines that would go out under the bridge, you know, and it would just take forever. But now you print either print them at home or you scan them from your smartphone. You walk right in. It's a really simple process to like get into the ballpark. Uh, we now have- I, I've got the same seat. So, of course, I've got tickets to every game. I want to tell you now, this is a sign of somebody over the age of 60 <laughs> in that. I print every ticket for the season. I still like that printout, and I have them in a big file in my car. <laughs> this is Strab's tickets well, rather than using my phone. I'm you know, a lot old of school, but and, yeah. And the, it's, it's got the hybridization. You yeah. know, it's kind of like with So the, then they scan the piece of paper for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it's kind of like when you guys with the Democrats switched to paperless. To you digital, know? yeah. I actually have several friends that are, are your age or even older. Mm-hmm. You're still a spring chicken, Russ. <laughs> and they love the iPad. They love that interactive, oh, yeah. you know. But every now and then on Sunday, they still like, still to, like get to get that, that print edition that print at the edition. house. That's exactly. why we still deliver exactly. it on Sunday, yeah. So you can still print your tickets uh, if you mm-hmm. want to, or you can scan. We've got clear bags now. We've gone cashless, which is Amazing. Yeah, great and, point of sale system now. Yes, it, it really moves those concession lines a lot faster a lot when faster. people aren't counting out change. Which, when most yeah. people come, that's what they're looking for. They're yeah. looking for the experience. And right. we have done well, such Well, you don't want to miss a whole inning waiting no, in line. No, exactly. And now it moves so much faster. I, well, and I got a You know, and again, uh, I'm old. I was a cash guy, but boy, I'm sold on pulling <laughs> out that credit card, sticking it in myself, and I'm done and I'm gone. Absolutely. Well, and I got a compliment Ben Hornbrook, our other assistant general manager, who's done mm-hmm. a great job of curating our food and beverage there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dickie Stevens went from like a popcorn peanut kind of joint, right? Where it's like, okay, are the hot dogs warm or are they not? To now, it's you get a, salads now. It's a foodie <laughs> destination. I know you're yeah. a foodie and yeah. I know you like food. I'm it not is, into health food, but you can get a salad if you want to be healthy. You can still get a fried bloody sandwich. Yeah, oh, that's true. You know, the thick cut, petty jean, <laughs> Texas Sound like hungry. you're doing your promotion there. I'm kind of hungry right now, Russ. Kind of hungry. <laughs> well, it, it is a great experience you've had as we tape this podcast you have had two home stands and tremendous attendance off to a great start from an attendance absolutely standpoint. well you know the the weather plays a big part in that um outcast once said you can plan a pretty picnic but you can't predict the weather yeah and the truth is that you cannot predict the weather and if you can get a, a good weather day, our walk-up will bump by 2,000 people sometimes. I mean, it is crazy how just they see the weather, and it's great. Vice versa, if it's rainy and overcast all day, even if we have beautiful weather at game time, people make their decisions earlier in the day. But fortunately, we've had great weather, great attendance. I, you know, it's almost nervous, right? Like, baseball guys are superstitious. Yeah. We all have, like, don't wash our third sock on the left Exactly, so, exactly. so I hate to say this, but, but it has been the best – opening series and the mm-hmm. best season I've ever had in my 18 All years. All the attendances have just been great. Uh, new playing surface this year. You know, I think we got a little here in Arkansas, we got a little used to early in the season. You know, that grass would still be a little brownish. Uh, now, man, it looked at midseason form to start the season. The dirt's a little different color, but a, a new playing surface that I understand the players are really proud of. Oh, like. absolutely. Well, and our grounds crew, too. You know, we've uh, Greg Johnson, who, who you know, is a, a legend, a legend, legend, yeah, 
him and Dizzy, you see him running around the ballpark. If you see the guy who looks like Santa Claus in the summer, that's definitely Greg. And he is the heart and soul of that organization and really our, our whole facility. If anything breaks, Greg's the man to take care of it. And he has done an outstanding job caring for the field. But 18 years worth of mites and all kinds of stuff. You, like, you need new grass. Absolutely. You just need new grass. Yeah. And so all every stitch of grass and dirt was removed, including the clay. Yeah, I was, was going to say all, they dug down, actually. Yeah, it yeah. was a big project. It was yeah. a huge. And we started in October, and it took about mm -hmm. six weeks for them to finish it. And it was amazing to watch them roll out the grass. It was really cool to, to watch. But it's an amazing surface. And you're right. It looks great. It plays great. The, the fans love the way it looks. But importantly, the players like it, too. Um, and I, we've also had other upgrades. You know, I was going to say new lights yes. uh, in addition to a new playing system, and it really brightens up the place. I have had some of those older. You can tell the difference. They tell me they get, it looks cleaner in here, Lance. It looks cleaner. I'm like, well, it's just the lights, uh -huh. but we'll take a compliment where we can get it. Yeah, we put in all new LED lights, which not only decreases light pollution and creates a more warm and, and rich color tone for the baseball players, but it's also way less electricity. The guys who installed that it was installed by Musco Lighting. They said that this entire ballpark, now all the stadium lights run on the same amount of electricity as one and a half of the old towers. Yeah. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning along with the latest news and updates dates delivered to you on an iPad provided at no extra cost. You'll also get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. As a bonus, we're offering a limited time deal to our podcast listeners. To take advantage of this exclusive offer, click the link in the description or go to ArkansasOnline.com forward slash podcast 23. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You know, one of the things we talked about last year, but I want to touch on it again because it has been such a big change, is that Major League Baseball has taken over all of the minor leagues. There's no longer a Texas League commissioner. There's no longer a Texas League office. Everything goes through MLB in New York. Uh, you know, when I first went on the Travelers board, uh, Lance, we'd meet once a year. Now it seems like the executive committee's meeting every few weeks tremendous demands from New York, and we have to find the money to meet those demands. But the bottom line of that is it's a better experience not only for the players who are coming up, but for the fans who are 
turning out at Dickey Stevens because these demands are, are for everybody from Class A through AAA. You know, do it or we'll move your club somewhere right. else. And because of that, we've got a better park than we've ever had. Right Absolutely, now. and it and you know you you above all people, and and I'm sure your listeners know uh, the kind of drama behind all the changes. But but at the end of the day, what has really benefited the team is these changes, and the league and the overall sport is going to benefit. Mm-hmm. You know what I think Major League Baseball has done by creating the PDL and, and doing all the things they did was kind of homogenizing a lot of the teams and creating a more uh, a better structure that was more predictable. And you're right, for the players, it increased their bonuses uh, and it increased their overall atmosphere, right? They Every club is more similar, their food plans, or all those things are kind of the same, right? But what it also has done is it has also increased the quality of baseball. Absolutely, it, it you, has. You, and, and, you know, now... Uh, this is just one example, but the Travelers last year, as you well know, going into the season, we had to spend more than a million dollars, not only for the new video board, but also cameras, software, so forth, because you've got people sitting in Seattle watching the live stream of every game, grading players from mm-hmm. there. You've got people sitting in New York Mm-hmm. watching the umpires and grading the umpires from there. So now if you were to watch a minor league team, because everybody's had to do this on live stream, you're getting the equivalent of a network production with Absolutely. all of the different camera camera angles and the quality of the feed. Well, I'm glad you say that. Thank you, Russ, because I was <laughs> instrumental in picking up all that stuff. <laughs> we, uh, I got handed that project and, and yeah. I loved it. I have a degree in broadcast yeah. technology. So I, I loved picking out the cameras. Well, it's and, network you know, quality the, stuff. It really is. We got the top of the line, best stuff you could get so that we could provide that. And that's exactly why. They they also sell it to fans around the country. Yeah. You know, And you have uncles and aunts of players right. watching and even moms and dads tuned in to see their their kids play. And it has it has increased the overall production quality of the, the whole ballpark. So you're right. You get a much better experience. And, you know, funny quick story about what you're talking about, people watching the players. There's a trackman system which we have installed that teaches the speed pitch uh, and it'll, it'll not just give you the pitch speed, but it also gives you the rotation and angle and some other metrics, right? Which are very detailed that would help a pitcher um, or a coach be able to judge a pitcher. And a lot of times, especially at this level, we're the development league, right? So the manager's goal, and this sounds crazy to say, is not always to win games. Exactly. It's to develop those players. Develop those players, So if you have a pitcher and he starts off, he's a starting pitcher, and his curveball normally hits, you know, 86 miles an hour and curves, you know, nine inches, but his first eight curveballs of the inning are breaking 75 and they're curving three inches, well, physically you can't tell that as a human being sitting in the stands, you can't tell six miles an hour and two inches off of a curveball, but the computer can. Mm-hmm. And the person sitting in Seattle can call the bullpen. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And say, Hey, I think your pitcher has a potential injury mm-hmm. because his pitches aren't where they should be yeah. for this stage in the game. Let's pull him out and let's have amazing. him go have a trainer. Look at him and people in the stands. They don't know what's going they on. They never know that the, the last yeah. three batters he could have struck out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he gets pulled out. They're 
boo, why you Well, it's because of the science. And mm-hmm. that pitcher is an investment. He may have a million dollar signing bonus. Absolutely. Right? Huge and if you're investment. a business, yeah. which baseball's a business, that's an investment. And as a young kid, a 22 year old kid, if my arm's got a little twinge in it, I'm certainly not going to be like, coach, can you pull me out? Exactly. Can, can, I'm not feeling 100%. But like you said, somebody can now notice that right. with all of the software and we have. And prevent yeah. an injury. So protect that asset and prevent an injury before the player even knows he has an injury. Yeah. Now, I mentioned the quality of the production. I've also got to mention, of course, there's no play-by-play man. We In Stephen Davis, we have a play-by-play man that is is a major league-level oh, announcer. I mean, the best. Yeah. He's literally the best. I, I'm, once again, a little biased, oh, yeah, but I would say Stephen is the best in our league. I agree. For sure. I agree. Sure. One of the best in all of minor league baseball. And I, I need to mention to fans uh, on Buzz 2 now, which is 106.7 FM, a much stronger uh, – much stronger signal. Sunday, mm-hmm. for instance, I had been way up north Arkansas at Cherokee Village judging the Arkansas Pie Festival, I'll have you know. Hardship assignment. But Poor man. Somebody has to do it, Lance. Your but, job is so rough. Right? So I came back Sunday, and I wanted to pick up the Sunday game. Other side of Searcy, loud and clear. Really? So you can now hear Travelers yeah. Baseball on the radio over much of Arkansas. Well, my folks live in Hot Springs, and it comes in the That's clearest great. that they've ever been able to get it. So, yeah, that yeah. was a great partnership. Another and it makes great sense. Upgrade. I yeah. mean, it's a sports station. Mm-hmm. We're a sports team. That was a that was kind of a no-brainer. But, yeah, if you want to tune in, you can listen to all of our games, and even online. You know, we have people stream from all around the world yeah. because if you go to Travs.com, you click the link, you can stream online. It's it's really cool technology, and you're right. Stephen is by far the best. I knew it'd go fast. We're almost out of time. Anything I forgot to ask? Anything else you need to mention before we go? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the Youth Foundation is is geared up. That's my main goal and yes. my main drive is to make sure that we help these kids. And so I've got some great stuff planned. We have our first annual gala, which is going to be coming up July 12th at the Clinton Center. We've got our second annual golf tournament, which is going to ha- happen August 21st at Uh, Country Club of Arkansas. Plus, we've got some other great clinics coming up. We've got our play ball clinic scheduled on July 10th, which is going to happen at Dickey Stevens Ballpark. Registration for that will open soon. And I'm always looking for volunteers. If anyone wants to volunteer, you can go to Travs.com slash Youth Foundation volunteer and help some kids. And let's say I'm a commissioner of a youth league out in Benton, for instance, can I call up Lance Restum and say, Lance, how can you help us out? Hundred percent, hundred percent. In fact, I'm. Some of the projects. Can we've you done give this, us some advice? So, yes, yeah. that's uh-huh. how we can help. You okay. know, we've we've picked fields and and helped to do renovations to do. So light you upgrades. welcome those kind absolutely, of calls? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if there is an any kind of barrier uh-huh. to youth being successful, we want to make sure and provide that. And it's not just little leagues. Uh, I want to shout out to the colleges as well. We just bought a very expensive uh, pitching machine for Philander Smith. You know, oh, they have right. a, they have a right. brand new sports program. Yeah. 30 uh, years since they've had a baseball I, program. I was going to say one of our HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, and it's really exciting to see baseball. Back Absolutely. And I met with their head coach and, you know, they had they didn't have anything. So he's like, mm-hmm. what do you need? You need everything. You needed jerseys. And well, I said, you know what? Let's get you a pitching machine. And we bought him a hack attack, the same ones that the Mariners use that can throw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball so that those kids are as prepped as they possibly can. So it's not just Little Leagues. I'm looking for college groups. Uh, In fact, some really exciting news is we're going to launch a scholarship uh, for colleges in the fall. So I've partnered with Philander Smith, SAU Tech, and a few other colleges to 
provide scholarships, which for baseball boys and girls does not really exist. Absolutely. Lance, thanks. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Our guest has been Lance Restum, Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation Executive Director. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Southern Pride Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.